You're listening to SBS News. Trent was released from prison on parole eight months ago and has been battling life-threatening health issues ever since. He narrowly avoided a ruptured gallbladder and was recently diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, which he says was left untreated while in prison. He said, they give you two Panadol, send you on your merry way. And that's what it was like. That's how it is. People die in jail because they don't get uh, medical, the proper medical care. This month, an inquest into the death in custody of Yoda Yoda and Ghanai Kurnai man Joshua Kerr found his health assessments were inadequate, including correctional officers refusing to open the door of a cell while he was lying unconscious. The over-representation of incarcerated Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander men and women isn't a new issue. It's a structural and systemic problem that Australia has been unable to properly address. Research has consistently shown how the historical denial of self-determination has placed First Nations people at a disadvantage in almost every aspect of life, including healthcare, and has led to increased interactions with police. Healthcare for prisoners across Australia is funded by state and territory governments. That means they don't have access to Medicare benefits or subsidised drugs listed on the Pharmaceutical Benefits Scheme. Claude Robinson is the manager for Rainbow Lodge, a residential support program for men to transition back into the community following a period of incarceration. The removal of the person from the community is the punishment. You know, and to punish them further because they have either pre-existing medical issues or a lot of the times medical issues that, you know, they've caught in prison. Um, I don't think that's fair. Claude Robinson runs a post-release accommodation program in Sydney and helps men reintegrate into the federal healthcare system. All our men within the first two days of coming here are taken for a full medical assessment. That's how serious it is for us, that it's the first thing we do. I would say, you know, 80% of the people come here have drug and alcohol issues. I think over 90% have uh, mental health issues and about another 60% have uh, pre-existing medical issues, diabetes. So we think if there was continuity of care between the criminal justice system and the prison system and the Medicare system that it would be cheaper for the taxpayers and the outcomes would be better for the people we're working with. And that's what the Australian Medical Association is calling on the federal government to do. Professor Steve Robson is the federal president of the AMEA. Who are particularly vulnerable are Australians from uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander uh, families who often have uh, health needs over and above other members of the community. They're already at a great disadvantage and because of restrictions on the medical care they can receive, the pharmaceuticals they're allowed to be treated with in these settings, it puts them at even further disadvantage. A spokesperson for the Department of Health told SBS News the Pharmaceutical Benefits Advisory Committee will discuss the issues raised by the Australian Medical Association at their next meeting in March. Yusuf Saudi, SBS News.